Welcome to Stories of Hope. This is a podcast by the Dream Center where you will hear from people who have stories that once seemed hopeless. People whose stories of redemption and life transformation are so powerful they can only be possible by the power of Jesus. Hey everyone, my name is Tatum and I'm here with Joey. Hey guys and welcome to the podcast. We are part of the leadership team here at the Dream Center and today we'll be talking with Donna Menzel. Donna is the family liaison for the school district of Pickens County. Um, So hi Donna, how are you? I'm fine, how are you? Doing great. Well, Donna, we are very excited to hear more about your story story of hope. So why don't you start off by telling us what life was like growing up for you? Well, I'm the youngest of six kids, my mom and dad. Um, my dad was Columbus Mansell. My mom is Edith Mansell. Um, my mom passed away recently, maybe two years ago. Um, my dad passed away maybe 23 years ago. I am a little spoiled, but yet I am a believer how the Lord has taken care of me and my family during this time. And I'm so grateful. Uh, my mom worked at Ryobi. My dad worked at Ryobi. I also worked at Ryobi. I went to school at Pickens Elementary, Pickens Middle, Pickens High School. Uh, a lot of people want to say I have a Ph.D. So I did graduate from Pickens High School. Then I furthered my education at Southern Wesley. So it's on my understanding that uh, didn't you graduate with Chris, who is our executive director here at the Dream Center? Um, yes, I might be a little older than Chris. I graduated in 85, but also uh, Chris played basketball with us. And so she, back then she had that long blonde hair, but she's still Chris. Hey, she said that uh, you were a good basketball player. Is there any truth in that, Miss Donna? There's a lot of truth in that. <laughs> That's good. Hey, listen, how did you get involved with the Dream Center, and how has the Dream Center impacted your life? Um, When the Dream Center first started, I was trying to remember how many years ago when it started, but I couldn't remember, but um, we had, um, I was working at McKissick, still working at McKissick, but it started with me introducing some families to the Dream Center. The Christmas program would caught our eye. We had a lot of families that did did the classes. Um, And there were some classes that I went with them through the classes. So to make them feel comfortable, they got uh, Christmas gifts. And then also after that, they continued on to do the classes. Um, They were just a great resource for us in our community, for our our parents. And not only McKissick, but a lot of my schools that I work at. I work at five schools. So I was glad to uh, introduce my families to the Dream Center. You're a school liaison. Can you tell folks exactly what's involved in that? Well, being the school liaison, there's only four of us in the whole district. There's Joy, Stewart, Cindy Burgess, and Haley Massingale. And we all have five or six schools, maybe seven schools. What we do if we try to introduce the families to a lot of different resources in the community, um, not only that, if there's a need that the family needs right away, we try to help meet that need. We um, we kind of do a little counseling also. That's not on our job description, but it's true. That's what we do also. Um, we work with them if they need birth certificates, if they need immunization records, or if they need somewhere to live. And if, you know, if they don't have somewhere to live, we help them with that. Wow, it sounds like you guys are very, very, very busy <laughs> with so many families and everything like that. Um, yeah, that's that's great. So what made you want to become a family liaison? Where was the, the meaning behind that? Well, what started me off first was when uh, maybe 16 years ago I wanted to be a social worker because I have custody of my nephews. They're twins. And uh, the social worker wasn't too nice to me at that point. And my mom looked at me and she said, so what are you going to do about it? 
are you going to be a part of the problem? Or are you going to help change things? So I, but it was a struggle, but I went back to school. I went to Tri-County Tech for a little while. I went to Greenville Tech for a little while. But finally, I landed at Southern Wesley, and I got to graduate. And I am with some great teachers, Ms. Mildred Williams. I'm just so blessed to have went to school at Southern Wesley. As I am listening to your story, and, and I know there's much more as you as you have said about uh, you taking in your, your boys and things like that, uh, Ms. Donna, where do you find, being that we have folks listening to us, where do you find purpose in your life? I find my purpose in life through Christ, and that is to be a servant and to serve people and to really to, uh, to be a better Donna because I thought I was okay which I, I probably was, but when I accepted Christ, I became better. Um, there was things that I, we, I used to call them little things that I might would do, but the Lord helped me erase all of those things because I want to be someone that um, not looks at what you're wearing, but I get to know the person. And there's a scripture that says that we, uh, a man looks at the outward and God looks at the heart. And I want to be able to look at people's heart. It don't matter what you look like, what you smell like. I want to be able to help that person. So at what age did you come to know Jesus personally? Well, my family, my mom them taught me. She took us to church. A lot of people used to say they drug us to church, but we went to church no matter what. It wasn't like, do you want to go to church? How do you feel today? We're going to church, you know. That was just the answer. But um, I really, when I had my daughter at the age of 25, that's when I really invited Christ into my life, and I didn't let go. You know, there's been, there have been so many um, hurdles, if you don't mind me saying, in my life, but I'm grateful that I hadn't let go of his hand. You know, his hand has always been there. And as a kid, as a parent, sometimes we hold our parents' hand, and sometimes when we feel like we can do it on our own, we let go and take off running. I don't want to never let go of his hand. I want to always have that grip. I want him to feel like he's right there with me. Mm-hmm. At the age maybe of 25, when I said yes to the Lord, and then later on, I said yes to the Lord to become a minister too. You know, we've all had our struggles, as you talked about the hurdles. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've all had our points. If somebody's out there listening and they're going through one of those hurdles mm-hmm. in their life, what word would you give to them? I would say strength. Um, in order for me to jump those hurdles, I had to have strength. And Christ is my inner strength that helps me when I see what's coming Toward me, I can say, Lord, I need you. I can begin to call on his name. And as I call on his name, he, he gives me that confidence I need. Because just Donna wouldn't have the confidence without him. You know, and I say, Lord, I need you to help me handle whatever's coming my way. Whatever hurdle that's about to take place in my life. Whether it's getting up in the morning, facing something, making sure my nephew's getting ready for school and getting everybody up. Or whether it's going outside and something might be happening to my car. Whatever hurdle it is. Uh, where it's going to the stop sign and there's just a line of cars and we can't get from point A to point B, or whether it's wanting to go through the drive-thru at Hardy's to get me a chicken biscuit or something and the line is all the way out the road and I have to keep going. I said, Lord, help me deal with this, you know. Whether this could be a family in, in crisis and he would lead and guide me how to direct them. I know we just don't need a hand, 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 but in the midst of handing out, and if they ask me, well, how do you feel? Why do you feel so happy? Why do you feel so good? That gives me opportunity. Let me tell you about a man. Mm-hmm. Is there a specific memory you have of a family you were able to serve 
um, whether that's through a church or that's through um, your job as a family liaison, is there a memory that you have where it really stuck out to you? Yes. We had a family one time that had, I think they had pigs, they had dogs, they had cats, they had fish, they had all these things. And they was able to feed them, but they didn't have food for themselves. And someone said, how, how can that take place? And the sadness where the kids was hungry, they would come to school hungry, but the animals were eating. And a lot of time that's reversed, and I could never figure out how that was taking place. Well, you can get, they would take the scraps of the food that they would find in the trash can and feed it to the animals, and they would eat. But they wouldn't eat nothing themselves. They was wor- more worried about those pets because they were uh, like a security, like a, it, they protected them. The dogs, anytime somebody came to their house, they would bark. And so they would let put them on aware or alert that somebody was coming to the house. Uh, nobody would come close because of the pigs. You know, different animals took care of them, so they were trying to take care of them. The kids went lacking. The kids did not, um, they didn't have good hygiene, if you don't mind me saying. But um, that's, that's the kind of how they took care of them. But no, there was nobody to take care of the kids. Did that story change? Yes, it did. Um, when we got them the right resources. And there was a time that the Dream Center helped also with their family um, for Christmas when the, the mom started taking the classes and things. She felt confident, you know, it built up her confidence that she was able to get her kids uh, Christmas. You know, she took the classes, and then she came back and was able to pick different things out for her kids. It made her feel good. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately the goal of Santa Shop, which is the Christmas program, is to dignify mm-hmm. people that have really never been given an opportunity to experience the joy of Christmas and mm-hmm. the joy of selecting brand new gifts for their children and, and earning those things. Mm-hmm. Um, that is just something that a lot of the times often we don't, a lot of people just don't think about the significance, the mental significance, the joy, the emotions that come from being able to pick out your own gifts and wrap your own gifts and see the excitement on your kids' faces um, on Christmas morning. So that's, that's great. I mean, that's a, a great story. I was wanting to ask you a little bit about, and I know folks are going to be listening to this, and uh, you and I both have gone through that fostering situation and adoption situation, things like that, um, and working with uh, the social workers. And as you mentioned a while ago, you didn't have the best, but that's what led you down the path of doing what you're doing today. Mm-hmm. What was that like, that whole process of taking in your nephews as we have, you know, as we both have that story loving someone that most folks, some people would say, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that like for you? I had, when I, my nephews was four weeks old, and then I got custody when it was five months old. And I have a daughter that was older, and I had to first ask her, I said, you know, Bree, is it okay if we take these young, yes, mom, we have them anyway. Let's go ahead and keep them all the time. It was life-changing because when I would go in places, people would say, does she have those boys? Where those boys come from? Um, and then when they would need things, I'm grateful for villagers. Uh, me and my friends started passing around clothes, uh, this bag, and, you know, we would get clothes and help each other that way because the finances was not there. And then when it came time for go to the doctor, that was a struggle because to make sure that they had the right insurance and everything to go to different, or you're in the right network to go to the doctors, it was a struggle. It was a lot, and it took a lot out of me. But I tell you, today there are 16 and I'm grateful for the young man that growing into him. Just told him this morning, I says, until 
until Aunt Donna leaves this earth, she want to make sure that y'all good. And they said, where you going, Aunt Donna? I said, I want to go where Jesus is. And I says, not only do I want to see Jesus, but I desire to see my, my mom and my dad. And there's some other people I might want to see it too. But uh, for them to be 16 at this point, and for now for me to tell them each thing that we went through uh, as they was growing up, it wasn't easy because the kids need car seats, they need diapers, they need milk, they need clothes, they need daycare. They went to Presbyterian Daycare in Pickens. For a little while when I first got them, they went to the Sunshine House in Easley. I worked in Pickens, had to bring them to the Sunshine House in Easley, and had to get to my job. And, you know, it was, the struggle was real, as people say. To have twins, oh, my goodness, and my daughter. But I'm grateful for my siblings and my friends uh, the stewards, they helped with them. I'm grateful for uh, just everybody stepping up. You know, they aren't help. I'm just grateful for everybody that helped with Jabari and Shabari because the struggle was hard for me because I was used to, I used to have a daycare. So I used to taking care of kids. But to have them all the time is a different story. They don't go home. They are with you everywhere you go. I'm just grateful that I, that they are 16 and I'm trying to pour everything I can into them before they leave the nest. You know, because, you know, to be a 16 young young man, you want to drive. <laughs> you want to have your own vehicle. Right. Um, you want to have your own place. Uh, you want to have your own money so you can go to McDonald's, buy Takis, buy gummies, and all these necessities they believe. Oh, please don't let me leave out and have a cell phone. I want to make sure that I'm giving those young men what Christ would have me give them, you know? At night, I know they're 16, but I try to read to them because it's important for them to see Aunt Donna reading. That way maybe they'll pick it up more to read later, you know? I hear your story, and I am amazed by it because you took those young men in, and you have raised them, and they're going to have stories to tell other people because of your love and, and how you've done that. And we also have adopted, and so uh, it is one thing to, you know, he's 14, mm-hmm. almost 15, and uh, and it's one of those things to be able to, to speak in their life and do it in the right way, mm-hmm. um, as you said. And as you guys have both shared, um, I know I've heard Joey's stories, and as you've shared this as well, Donna, is the necessity for community mm-hmm. <laughs> around you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the old expression of it takes a village to yes. raise a child, and yes. I think that that's pretty biblical. So um, to know that you have had a community of people that have rallied around you for the last 16 years of these boys' lives, um, that's that's huge. That's huge. You've kind of hit on some spots throughout our time together. But, you know, I, I just wanted to you to reiterate, Donna, how has the Lord changed your life? <laughs> oh, he's made me better uh, before I don't know if y'all ever said this. I thought I was okay, you know, but uh, he's made me better. He'd made me uh, have a high tolerance level of people, which I'm grateful for. He has uh, helped me deal with different hurdles in my life because when I, when I, I don't know what I do without him. I know someone has said this before. I would be like a ship without a, without a sail. I'd be just drifting with no direction. God has given me direction he has given me insight on things I, I need to do. And what I need to do is uh, continue to serve him, continue to ask him daily to for, for forgiveness, 
continue to ask him to um, make me a better person because I, I want to see Jesus. That's a desire. You know, a lot of people say, what do you want? What would you like to eat? Let's use that for instance. I want, maybe you want this food or that food. And I'm telling myself, what do you want, Donna, in the long run? I want to see Jesus. And I tell myself sometimes, some of my friends might know this. If not, they're going to know today. When I apologize to them, I say, I'm sorry. They say, what you apologizing for? Because the old Donna could have wanted to do this. But this Donna wants to do that. And I says, I'm apologizing because it could have went another way. But I'm grateful for God changing me. You know, because it's just like the hustle and bustle of things get rough. But I tell you what, when you get Christ really in your life, show enough in your life, and you know that he's in control of your life, and you know that he is the one that sits high and looks low at us on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, on a second basis, I am grateful to Christ. Because listen, I would be nothing. I would be just like uh, just like a rag you could just throw to the side. I would have no life. But he gives me life. He gives me strength. He teaches me how to be the person I desire to be. And he cleans me up. He makes me better. I tell you, you ever get something um, that you like? One thing, I have this favorite thing that I help, you know, therapy to Donna. I'm just going to share what my therapy is. When things are getting on my nerve at work, nerves, at work, what I do is find a Chick-fil-A. Yes, I released it. And I get a cookies and cream shake with no topping. Come on. That's some good stuff. <laughs> that is my therapy. And I'm saying that because you need something for yourself. I get it, sit in the car, and I enjoy it. And I say, Lord, I need you right now. It's just like my help. I say, Lord, when you see me drinking this shake, you know it's getting rough. Or better yet, if I go to a ginger ale, a ginger ale is my drink. I like ginger ale. I say, Lord, I need you because stress, things get to you. But let me tell you what God does. No matter what it looks like, he lifts me. He takes care of me. He brushes me off, and he makes me better. You know, at the end of the night when I'm struggling with things, I say, now, Lord, did I do right by this day that you've given me? These 24 hours, how did I do? Did I do okay? And just to hear him say yes. I used to hear my mom say, I want to hear Jesus say, well done. You know, and that's what I desire. And she used to say a lot of times, people say, you hurt my feelings. You made me feel bad. And she used to say, your feelings had never been hurt until the Lord tells you to depart from him. I don't want him to say depart. I want him to tell Donna to enter in. I desire to be better, you know? Wow. (laughs) Better. That's awesome. I I have to say that I desire that as, as well. And Man, what an what an encouragement to those that are sitting out there to hear that, and and you have encouraged me as I've I've sat here and listened to your story, and you know, it is an it is a privilege every time that you call Miss Donna, it really is, um, and I can see the joy of the Lord come out in your life, and a lot of times I I sit at my house and and my wife works close with you, and so. Um, I hear the stories of what's going on. I hear the hardships that you guys face every day and um, some of the tough stuff that you you have to work your way through. And she lets me know, and she, she'll she tell me, well, I talked to Donna today. I'm like, oh, how was that? She goes, oh, well, I left that, that conversation encouraged. And she'll say, yes, she needs to slow down some, <laughs> but I left encouraged. And, uh, and so I appreciate that, and I appreciate that joy 
uh, that you give off because it is one that um, it's one that I like to I like for it to rub off on me you know I, I, I like what you said just a second ago you know you have to have your spot you have to have your place you have to know when uh, you have to just trust and and settle down yeah I needed that because sometimes that's what I have to do and sometimes I think I'm, I feel bad because I got to stop. But in that moment, uh, just to hear you say that, and, and I know it's not a bad thing, but I hear the Lord saying, hey, you got to get back in touch with me. Let's get our priorities in check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I appreciate that. I know sometimes I go, go, and go, and I, um, I need to tell you the reason why I go so much also is that about in 2005 I had a stroke, and then I had, another, I had two strokes. Um, had one at the school at McKissick and um, when we down we say stuff like Lord I promise you when I get up I'm gonna do this that and the other but I promised the Lord that um, that I would do what's required of me that I would only be a hearer of his word that I would be a doer of his word so you just pray for me that I know that I have different things might be going on in my body but yet still I have to trust him you know and that time, that step away from people is a time to get your thoughts together and then come back in fighting, you know. But when I tell you that I'm grateful for my siblings and I'm grateful for my church and I'm grateful for this opportunity just to share on this Good Friday. Wow, who would have thought, you know, I'm grateful for this Good Friday. But um, it means so much to me just to be able to say that God is good and God is great and that God has taken care of Donna, that I don't know what I would do without him, you know? And we had a young lady that used to say that if I had 10,000 tongues, I couldn't thank him enough for what he's done for me. Now listen, every day is not a trip to the mall, a trip to the park. Every day is not just like, boom, the sun is not always shining. That's some rain, but I'm grateful for the rain in my life. I feel like not only can I help people and in my job but I could help people deal with grief because I know grief you know I I, I know sadness and not only can I help people deal with uh, just life the different hurdles in life because I've been through things but I'm going to tell you that I couldn't have made it without the Lord you know I'd be somewhere lost you know if my relationship it had to get stronger you know it had to get better so just pray for me Absolutely, and man, what a, what an honor it is, to, as you mentioned, to be here on Good Friday, to know what our Savior has done for us. And uh, yeah, Friday happened, but as the old saying says, Sunday's coming, mm-hmm. and we're thankful for that. Amen. 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 Well, Miss Donna, we are so grateful that you joined us today for Stories of Hope, and and uh, I hope that folks listened and are encouraged. And so we just want to say we appreciate you and what you do and how you support the Dream Center and how you give to those each and every day That by you just sharing with them the good things of life. And we appreciate that. And everyone, thank you so much for joining us today on Stories of Hope. We will see you next time. And remember, one person can't do everything, but every person can do something. Thanks for joining us today for Stories of Hope. For more information about the Dream Center, visit our website at dreamcenterpc.org. Additional resources related to today's episode can be found in our podcast show notes.